This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <laughs> Amari Cooper, uh, I have him at number 14 here uh, against Baltimore. The reason why I have him so high, Baltimore is in the top half of defenses playing man coverage. Um, you know, James Bradbury's on the left side. You have uh, Marcus Peters on the right side. And Amari Cooper runs most of his routes on that right perimeter. He's going to see more of uh, more of Marcus Peters than he is uh, Marlon Humphrey. So that's what I like. I want him to see Marcus Peters more. You know, Marcus yeah. Peters is an older corner. He's been playing relatively well this year, but overall, the Ravens secondary has been giving up a ton of fantasy points to wide receivers. They have played better over the last couple of weeks, especially against the Bengals. Um, but, you know, like, they didn't have T. Higgins healthy in that game. Jamar Chase, you know, they just put two high safeties up there. He's not really an intermediate type of wide receiver where you're like possession type of wide receiver. Amari Cooper is, though. Right. And yeah. that's his game. And I think that he is, is one of those games where he could put up like, you know, eight catches for 100 yards in the tutty. I think that's exactly his stat line from a couple of weeks ago. But uh, <laughs> I, sounds, I think, sounds about right. I think that's dead but, on. But I, you know? I, I said it right, though. Not yes, a touchy. You did. But a touchy. A touchy. A touchy. But I, I do like Amari Cooper in this matchup. It's a divisional game. And we know Baltimore tends to kind of, at least their narrative this year is Baltimore has looked like more like the um, other bird team, the Falcons, you know, not the Ravens in the second half and they let other teams score a lot of points in the second half. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Murray Cooper got off to a slow start. Um, that's been his game so far, but Murray Cooper has been quietly been, he's been really good, you know, especially for where he was going. I think he's a PPR wide receiver 11 right now. Like he's doing his thing. It's just, Hey, he had two bad weeks that are really throwing off his reputation in the fantasy community. And, you know, Jacoby Brissett is his quarterback. Maybe this week I'll be talking about Amari Cooper as a buy low. You know, for uh, I don't think you'll be able to. For when? Well, it depends. Yeah, if he has a if he has a rough game, maybe <laughs> as, well, as a rough as, game. Yeah, if he has a rough game, yes, yeah, maybe. Sure. Uh, I'm saying not even just as like for the immediate future, but when Deshaun Watson comes back, if Deshaun Watson looks like Deshaun Watson, imagine what that's going to do for Amari yeah. Cooper. Like he, it 100%. could be huge. So regardless, if he has another uh, middling performance like he had last week, 14 points, you know, I think he could still buy low, and that's I'm a long term thing. But that's just yeah, we'll, we'll save that conversation. For Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm with you for sure. Uh, Michael Pittman at number 15 here. The last time he played Tennessee, they they double teamed the shit out of him and he couldn't get anything going. Alec Pierce was the one, you know, getting the targets in that game. We'll see what happens this week. I would assume Indy figures it out. Like, like okay, this is what they're going to do against Michael Pittman. Let's move, move around a little bit more, maybe put him in the slot a little bit more, you know, run different types of routes, you know. So they kind of figure that out and hopefully Michael Pittman can bounce back. You know, usually... Like when you have like a wide receiver like get shut down in one game, the next time they go up against them, like it's not the same exact, you know, 
situation, unless you have like a shutdown corner type of situation, which is not the case here in Tennessee. Um, right. Their their secondary is rough. Um, I would actually expect Al Pierce to have a good game, you know, if they're able to shut down Michael Pittman. Um, and I do have Al Pierce, you know, I, I like him this week as a solid flex play. Um, but but I still want to, you know, Michael Pittman went off last week. Um, yeah. He did his thing. He was targeted a ton. So, you know, you got to start him as a wide receiver too at this point. Yeah, I think that's a good spot to start him as a wide receiver too. That's where I'd be happy starting him. I think you could have him as a wide receiver one, you know, in a pinch if you yeah. have to, you know, Cooper Cup's so. missing. If Cooper Cup's missing, you know, somebody that you drafted like um, Justin Jefferson's missing and you have Michael Pittman, I think he could be a wide receiver one for you this week. I don't have that problem um, putting him there. I think he has the upside to finish within the top 10 um, this week because of the matchup. But also because Matt Ryan's looking a lot better. You know, I feel a lot better about Michael Pittman. You know, obviously it's easy to say that after a 26-point performance, but it seems like the Colts are finding their feet a little bit, and that is good news for Michael Pittman. I'm happy with him at 15. I wouldn't be surprised if we start seeing him float up towards the top 10 as the season goes on, if the Colts can continue to get better in offense. Yeah. Uh, I have Cortland Sutton here at number 16. I think he can bounce back, but this is a tough matchup. Uh, against yeah. the Jets. Uh, Brandon Ayuk, I love him this week, and we've, we've talked about him, and we talked about Debo already. Um, this is just, you know, obviously he did his thing last week, but, you know, and, and seeing that was great, you know, going into this week. We know that he's capable, obviously, but, you know, going up against Kansas City, they've been giving up a ton of fantasy points to wide receivers. The Chiefs are going to put up points against this banged-up 49ers defense. You know, I sound like a broken record. I said it a few times already this week. Um, yeah. But Brandon Ayuk, I think, you know, I have him pretty high here. That's 17. There, there are a lot of wide receivers on by, so kind mm-hmm. of elevating him a little bit, um, which in a normal week, it'll probably be around a low-end wide receiver too. Uh, but, you know, 17 this week, I think. Deontay Johnson at number 18, uh, I think, you know, with – with um. Can he pick it back? I think Deontay Johnson is going to be able to get his targets. Christian Kirk at 19. You know, we're looking for a big bounce back game from Christian Kirk at some point. I think it's going to happen. I think he's a solid buy low right now before Sunday. I think, you know, if you're looking for a wide receiver, I think he's a good buy. Al Lazard. Uh, actually, I'm going to write that down real quick because I need I need a wide receiver. So go buy, go buy Christian Kirk. Okay. <laughs> Al Lazard. List at 3 o'clock. I'm like to do a specific list. time. It's like, go buy Christian Kirk. <laughs> In fantasy, <laughs> I I do that, I do that. Oh yeah, you um, have you, you prescribe yeah. a time for your oh yeah wheeling oh, yeah. and dealing. I I do <laughs> I do. Alan Lazard at number twenty. I really like Alan Lazard this week. Okay, I like him and I like Romeo Dubs. I think I have Romeo Dubs at what do I have? I have him at twenty four. Um, yeah. but Alan Lazard at twenty. I think you know th- this Washington secondary uh isn't great, especially no. on the perimeter. Um, and when you look at like what they've been doing on the perimeter right now, so let's see, um, they've given up the seventh most fantasy points on the left side of the perimeter, the eighth most fantasy points on the right side perimeter over the last four weeks. And Alan Lazard, you know, runs most of his routes on that right side. He kind of moves around a little bit, runs more than 50% of his routes on the perimeter. That touchdown that he caught last week uh, was against the Jets was from the slot. Um, and that's because they schemed him up that way, which is a great play design because the Jets are very stout against the against perimeter wide receivers that's part of the reason why uh you'll see that i have jerry judy uh relatively high and relatively higher than i normally do um right so yeah so, so let's move on to 21 to to 30 here um i had deandre hopkins at 21 by the way um I didn't get to my rankings until like super early this morning. So like DeAndre Hopkins locked in at 21. Chris Olave locked in at 23. I, I would have had DeAndre Hopkins at like 
I don't know where. Let's, let's see where I would have had him. Like to be honest with mm-hmm. you, like and you guys know how I feel about DeAndre. I, this week I probably would have had him right before Colton Sutton, so I would have had him at sixteen. Yeah, I would say. Behind, no, it's easy. It's easy. It's like, oh yeah, hindsight says we would have had him a little bit higher. But we would have had him as a wide receiver one. Even even at where we have him, twenty one for these rankings right here. Yeah, I don't think like that's that bad. You consider everything that's going on with the Cardinals. The offense didn't look good. You know, we weren't sure how he's going to look back. Look yeah, coming but back. There's no he was way I would have started. Games. There's no way I would have started Alan Lazard over him, Christian Kirk over no. him, Deontay Johnson over him, Ayuk, and Sutton with the bad matchup. If Sutton had a better matchup, I probably would have started him over. Hopkins, um, but that's just that is true. I, 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 Chris Olave, though, <laughs> Chris Olave would not have a 23. He was locked in. So I use Fantasy Pros expert rankings. That's what they're mm-hmm. called. And, you know, they get locked in after Thursday. So, like, I had to set it up before Thursday, and I didn't do that. So I would have had Olave probably at, like, I would say, you know, also, like, right there behind, in front of Cortland Sutton, I would say. So I would have had Hopkins at, like, you know, 15 and 16. Him and Hopkins at 15, 16, something like that. I would have had Olave ahead of Hopkins, though. Yeah, I would have. I, I think Olave, you know, I think that he's ranked a little bit low for my taste. You know, I, I, I'm not. It's easy, you know, to say because, like I said, hindsight is twenty twenty. But I, yeah. I think twenty three is a little bit low. I think he's a mid. Oh, it's way too one. low. Definitely he should be twenty three. So, so these are consensus rankings. Like he was actually twenty three in consensus rankings coming yeah. into the week, which is crazy. Um, he should be a a, a high end wide receiver too. Yeah, as long coming as as long as Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry are missing time. Like, how could you not? Exactly. Exactly, exactly. Uh, Romeo Dubs, we talked about him. Uh, I really like the perimeter wide receivers for the Packers this week to bounce back. I uh, have him at 24 here. Juju Smith-Schuster at 25 against the banged-up San Francisco defense. Curtis Samuel, who, by the way, has a new quarterback. Him and Terry McLaurin, I have him at 26 and 27. Taylor Heineke is going to be coming in. He targets the slot you know, at a career rate a little bit higher than Carson Wentz. So we could see Curtis Samuel start to do his thing again. Um Jerry Judy at 28. The Jets' vulnerability in their secondary is the slot. So I think Jerry Judy can potentially be a solid play this week. You know, I get it. Denver's offense looks terrible, but I'm still going to have him in my lineup if I have to. Michael Gallup at 29 against Detroit, who could who could be doing his thing as a top 30 wide receiver with Dak back. And then yeah. Rondell Moore at number 30. Um, this was also locked in, um, but this worked out. But I would have had Rondell Moore a lot higher, too, to be honest with you. Right. And... I, I would have too. You know, I, I want to say I wouldn't have because you know we're supposed to be the experts. <laughs> he, no, we would have been feeling higher, like imagine higher. how good we would have been feeling. You know, after that first thirty-one yard reception on the first drive, I've been like, man, he's in for a big day. It's like, no, nah, that's just tough. No, yeah, he he consensus had him at thirty. Um, yeah. I would have had him at I would say around twenty-one. I mean, after Chris Olave. I would, no, yeah. actually, no, I would have had him maybe around 25. I, between I would, Juju and him, I probably would have played Rondale. Between Dubs and him, I would have, would have played more. Yeah, I would say that. That's I what, would have put right. Chris Olave over more by a long shot. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Chris Olave <laughs> would be at 15. Let, let's assume Chris Olave was at like 15, right? Everybody, you have like <laughs> Jacoby Myers, like, Romeo Dubs, Juju Smith-Schuster. I think he would be in that tier. It seems like everybody's at 15. Oh, yeah. You know, Chris Olave, I'd have him at like 16. Well, just 15. DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, and DeAndre Hopkins. And, 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 DeAndre and, Hopkins and Chris, Chris yeah. Olave. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to tight ends. Uh, we have Mark Andrews at number one, who, by the way, didn't practice on Wednesday and Thursday. Is there any news on Mark, Mark Andrews? Let's, let's see. check on that. Let's check real quick. Did he practice? Is he practicing today? Get some live updates. Uh, all on practice for the first time this week. Mark Andrews is practicing. He missed two days. Um, it looks like he should be on track to play. 
So that's good news. Um, for whatever reason, if he misses, Isaiah likely would beat the play. Travis yeah. Kelsey at number two here. Zach Ertz I had at number three. Um, George Kittle at number four uh, against Kansas City. I think they're going to throw the ball a ton in this game. David Njoku at number five. Um, Baltimore has been, you know, not so great against tight ends. So I think David Njoku could kind of continue to have a good year. Robert Tunyon at number six. This is the highest I've ever had him. His route participation went all the way up to 80% this past week, which is amazing. That's what you want to see. Uh, yeah. Hopefully it stays there because if it does, he's going to be in here every single week as like a top six, top seven tight end, maybe even higher because uh, he's always been targeted at a high rate per route run. And if he's running more routes, guess what? It means more targets. So yeah. Robert Tunyon is going to continue to do his thing. A uh, good matchup against Washington. Gerald Everett at number seven here against Seattle. Seattle's been the worst team against tight ends. Um, so I'm good starting him over Kyle Pitts, who I have a number eight, uh, followed by TJ Hawkinson and Pat Frymuth, who should be coming back this week. Yeah, so I have both Gerald Everett and Kyle Pitts on my team, and I'm starting Kyle Pitts. I don't know. Okay. I, I'm, I'm starting him with hope that the touchdown will give him a little momentum. You know, <laughs> I, I, I like Gerald Everett. I just think that, you know, the Chargers offense hasn't been amazing like I wanted it to be. So we'll see how that goes. It might be another Austin Eckler day, but who knows? I mean, I, I've kind of pumped the brakes now with Donald Parham back. And obviously, you know, let's make a bet. Let's make a bet. So we're making a bet right now. Okay. Gerald oh, Everett. Gambling man. But we'll see. Let's see. What is it? Versus Coppets. More the loser, points. more fantasy points. No, I would say this. Okay, I, I'll give you. I'll give you. No, I can't. I won't, I'm not going to give you. A Don't you dare say we, we target just, share. Like you can't do that. No, no target. Come share. on. No, no. Of course, it'll be <laughs> fantasy points. I was going to give you a handicap of a couple fantasy points. Oh, Coppets, okay. But, but I, I don't want to do that. We're we're going one for one here, right? All right, tit for tat. And um, what what does the loser do? We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out because we're, oh, we're we'll man. we'll figure it out. A blind we'll bet. Blind right. bet. Um, yeah, okay. I, I don't know. I can't think of anything right now because I'm like pressed for time. I want to finish Wrong. up the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Hayden Hurst at number 11. Evan Ingram at 12. Taysom Hill at 13. Uh, <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> see what I did there? You put tight end in quotes. <laughs> yeah. uh, he did end up scoring a touchdown in the game there. Yes, he did. Um, but Evan Ingram, you know, running around on every rat on, on a bunch of dropbacks, uh, 80% route participation. Same thing with Hayden Hurst. Daniel Bellinger at number 14. I think he's a solid streamer this week, uh, you know, with all the tight ends on by. Hunter Henry would be in play if Jandu Smith is out again or if he's still banged up going into this game, which it seems like he he is. He hasn't practiced in full yet. Um, you know, we'll see what happens today. I'll, you know, just keep an eye on that. Yeah. Dalton Schultz at number 16. He is not carrying an injury designation as of right now. Uh, so he could play and Dak is back and maybe, you know, they cre- recreate the magic that they've seen um, because only magic can make Dalton Schultz fantasy relevant. Greg Dulcich at number 17. Um, you know, he, he made his debut last week as a rookie came through, scored a touchdown first touchdown of the game last week. So he could, you know, he did supplant Albert. O. it's his, he he's the guy. Yeah. Mike is kind, of, at number kind of exciting. You know, it is kind even of though, even though Albert O is, you know, we were, I was kind of higher on him. Forget Albert O. Albert O's yeah. gone. Greg it's Dulcich is the new cool, Long-haired guy. By the way, <laughs> you know if saying? you looked at my rookie draft kit, he was one of my the guys that I was very, very high on. Yeah. I just don't ever bet on rookie tight ends to you know do their thing in year one, unless they're like carpets, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's kind of how I feel about it. Mike Sike at 18. Um, he might get traded. He's a trade candidate. You never know. He caught two touchdowns last week. 
But, it, you one. know, Durham Smith, by the way, is in practice. So if he plays, then I wouldn't be putting Gesicki in my lineup this week. Right. Kate Otten at number 19. Uh, Cameron Braid is out. Uh, he might be out for a couple weeks. So Kate Otten, you know, is in play as Tom Brady's number one tight end. And then Noah Fant against the Chargers at number 20. Yep, that that's do it. about right. But but with yeah. Dalton, one thing about Dalton Schultz, I think he might be a little yes. low because Dak does throw to him a lot. Oh, you oh you didn't like me talking shit about Dalton Schultz. Talking, you can talk you can talk shit about Dalton Schultz because he hasn't produced very well and he has been dealing with that knee injury. It's been on and off, but Dak does throw to Dalton Schultz a lot. We've seen that. Well, so. last year I I I was referring to last year when I mentioned magic. Yeah, I thought it was magic last year. Yeah, no, it that, was because you know. it wasn't talent. It wasn't talent based at all. He was just getting the ball thrown to him a lot. So. I was high on Dalton Schultz coming into this year because I just oh, I assumed that it would continue. Um, yeah. and, you know, it, it can. You know, I just I'm a little bit worried with the PCL injury um, that he won't be 100 percent, and maybe he'll end up splitting reps. You know, they have a couple other tight ends there who are you know who seem somewhat talented and athletic, so it's possible that he sees some rotation. But uh, that remains to be seen with Dak, and hopefully he's yep. okay. Um, to you know, he's good to go with that knee injury. Yeah. But that'll do it, guys. Uh, thanks so much for joining. Um, we we are going to continue to update you throughout the weekend. Make sure you sign up to my email newsletter because I'll be I'll be sending that out. You know, just go to upperhandfantasy.com. The newsletter thing will pop up, and you can you can you can put you can uh, sign up for that, and you'll get a bunch of injury news and a bunch of other tidbits as well. Um, and yeah, that'll do it. Thank you for thank you to our sponsor, Preciser. Make sure you use Upperhand there, and you'll get their pro package uh, for thirty percent off for the first three months. And that'll do it for us. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you. Enjoy the weekend. I'll be going live on Sunday morning on Instagram starting at 1030 Eastern time uh, for two hours. And you can get your start sick questions off there. Um, or I'll just see you, see you over on Instagram at Upper Hand Fantasy. So for Zach, for Faraz, see you later, guys. Have a great weekend. Peace.